Okay. So welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here with Jay Lance of Crick Talk. I know this is going on both pages, so we're kind of figuring out how we're going to do this kind of intro bit, but it's an exciting day. Jay, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And I think we're all doing pretty good, right? IPL's back. I think we're all kind of excited to see uh, this event come back together. Yeah, definitely. I mean, such such a prominent T20 league over the past few years. Uh, it's been going on since 2008. So quite some time, some high action cricket here. So yeah, really looking forward to it. So we just had this auction take place, right? This is supposedly going to be the last mega auction that the IPL is hosting. And it definitely did shake up some things when you look at the teams and um, just the squads that are about now for these now 10 teams that we have in the IPL. Jay, I want to ask you, what to you were the biggest surprises uh, that you saw in this auction? Well, um, I think after day one, really, I felt that some some of the big teams, like the Mumbai Indians, that's, as a team, they surprised me that I think their only big buy really was Ishan Kishan, who, once again, that was also surprising. Uh, he went for 15 crores or something, which is the highest for this auction. So, yes, the Mumbai wanted Ishan Kishan, but to have him go for that price, that was a bit surprising. Um, but then the strategy they had, I mean, to, to get Archer in the same team as Bumrah, uh, I, think, I think we were all surprised really after, after day one. And then to see that happen, I mean, Archer and Bumrah, same team, just amazing. And looking forward to that since 2023. What about you? Uh, yeah, obviously the Archer pickup, we knew he was going to be a big buy, right? If you could go get him, regardless of his fitness, if you could bring him a part of your team, you know he's going to be a key part. I thought Lucknow was just really impressive. Coming out of the blocks on day one, I thought they assembled such a great lineup. And I look at the uh, probable 11s, which we'll discuss later. I look at Lucknow's probable 11, a majority of those players picked on day one. And I was I was really surprised at just how well they played everything. And uh, coming into it, I was like, how are they going to do, right? I know Gail Rahul was going to be their captain. And then to get the guys that they got, when you look at, you know, again, we'll, we'll dive further into it. I don't want to uh, dive too far, but that was really surprising. And then I think, Tim David is a story I really love. Uh, the guy from Singapore uh, going just for 40 lock to Mumbai. I think he's going to be an absolute uh, steal at 40 locks. I, I think he's he's just incredible. And again, not many people are going to know him. Uh, his base price was 40 lock. He sold for 8.25. And there's a reason he sold for 8.25 crore because he's someone who's going to make a big impact. So I'm excited to see him throughout the season. Yeah, definitely. Some, some big players, some experienced players, some younger ones. Um, some who are coming really new to this scene, some for the first IPL, uh, for example, as you said, Tim David, Dewald Bruce as well for the Mumbai Indians. So yeah, looking forward to seeing them, them perform. So those are kind of the surprises that we kind of ran into. I know you were really watching it live and you were getting great Twitter updates. Honestly, I didn't get to see a lot of it. So I kept following your Twitter. <laughs> um, if you don't follow him on Twitter, if you're on my side, make sure you go follow Jay Alance on Twitter. All his links will be down below. But uh, yeah, absolutely. I love seeing your updates. But I think now it's time to kind of give those probable 11s, right? We That's, I think, what everyone's here for. We got 10 teams now instead of eight. Um, and we're just going to, I guess, start off in the way it everything ended last year. So we'll start off with CSK. Jay, run down to me who, what you think the probable 11 is for the Chennai Super Kings. Well, I mean, Chennai Super Kings, they're, they're a team which is which have always surprised, I think, everyone with their combinations and all they have. Um, but looking at the openers, I think Ruturaj, uh, Gaikwad, Devin Conway, I think that is the best option really there at the top. Ruturaj Gaikwad, he's been there, I think the orange cap holder last season. 
And then Devin Conway, you know, he can really play well at the top of the order across formats, not only in D20 crickets. I think Devin Conway there. Um, your thoughts with the openers? Yeah, Devin Conway makes a lot of sense. I was just looking at their bowling department and it feels they have a lot of overseas options with the ball. And I think that giving MS Dhoni's kind of track record of utilizing some of these young Indian openers like Ruth Krojic Iquad, I could see a Hadi Nishant come in and open for the Chennai Super Kings in matchups if they want to use a Chris Jordan in the back end. But if it were me, I think Devin Conway would be the guy, but I wouldn't be surprised to see a lot of uh, Hadi Nishant throughout the year. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, he is a good player. And if you want to have that extra overseas option, then I think it would be Devin Conway who you'd have to drop from the side if you want another overseas player. Um, moving into the middle order. Yeah, uh, in the middle, uh, I think Mona Lee obviously at one down makes a lot of sense, played there last year. And then I'm looking at Ambati Raidu, Shivam Dube, and then probably round it out with MS Dhoni if you talk about those three guys. To me, based off what that roster is, you get you know, two basically all-rounders, and then you're looking at Ambati Raidu, who's played a lot for CSK, MS Dhoni, of course. He's the guy. I would say if they, you know, maybe pick up Suresh Raina uh, at some point, I wouldn't be surprised to see him move into the 11. But to me, out of who, the guys on the squad, Mona Lee, Ambati Raidu, Shivam Dube, and MS Dhoni, to me, would round out that middle order. Yeah, and we were talking about uh, surprises a bit uh, uh, a bit back. I think Suresh Raina as well, not being there a surprise. Um yeah, for me, I think that's going to be a good middle order. Um, I said Moin Ali. Uh, and then you have Ambati Raidu there. They may, I feel, go in with Robin Otapa. I feel he did well towards the back end of the last season. So mm -hmm. either he replaces Ambati Raidu or you have a situation where you're playing both and then Dhoni at six. Yeah. And then you go into Dube in, in your last five. Right. But it, it would kind of be unlike CSK to just play the six bowling, uh, six bowlers with Moin Ali as that six bowling option. But it is something which I think they can consider if they want to go in with that extra batsman. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, definitely agree with that because, again, they're, they're all about having these older, more experienced guys who can come in and understand their role. And it, domestic, domestically, Robin Utapo and Ambati Raidu have been very good for a long time. So I don't think they would have any problem playing either uh, one of the two. I think they'll probably start out with Ambati Raidu, but then if he starts just fade away i think robin Utapo would be a quick fix uh, for them in that role yeah def definitely a great replacement and you can't really go wrong with either one of them that's how good they are um but yeah 100 agree with you if they were to start off with one it would probably be ambati raidu and then if they want to bring in Utapa, then they could do that right so now give me your five bowlers or uh the, whatever's left we know uh, csk likes to play feels like seven eight bowlers at times but give me the bowlers that you think are going to be their predominant ones Right, well, um, Shivam Dube, as you said, he should be there. Ravindra Jadeja, I mean, a set spot in that 11 for him. Um, and then Deepak Chahar, I'll go in with him. I think CSK bought him for quite the sum. And he's been doing well with both bat and ball. And, and out of a round off with two overseas, I'll go in with DJ Bravo for those death overs. And then Mitchell Santner as that spin bowling option. Yeah, I like that a lot. Mitchell Santner, a guy I didn't have in my 11, but I could definitely see them using him a lot. They've had him for a couple of years, and I thought they should really try to utilize him. They just haven't um, in the long haul. For me, my five, uh, I had Shivam Dubey in my middle order, but he obviously becomes an option. Uh, I had Jadeja and Deepak Chahar and Joanne Bravo, just like you did. And I did round it out with two overseas guys, with Adam Milne and Chris Jordan. I just think that uh, those two guys add a little bit uh, something else. I know Chris Jordan, he's someone who kind of gets 
thrown around with the English bowlers, not really the pick of the trade for all of them, but he's someone that when he's in the side, he always seems to make an impact, whether it's, you know, at the end coming in and slogging a little bit or just in the field. And I think that's very valued by MS Dhoni. I think he's going to appreciate that. And then Adam Milne has just been kind of on a tear as of late. He just always seems to be in the amongst the wickets and just do some different things. Uh, and if they, again, I think it's all going to depend on the pitch. They always seem to have those options. If they want more pace, they can go with those two. Mitchell Sander, like I said, I've been begging for him to be in the yellow a little bit more, get on the field a little bit more. They just haven't found a place for him. Uh, but yeah, I, I think the there's three guys that I think we both agree, uh, even four if you count in Shipham Dubai, and it's just where else you're going to go. You're going to play more pace or more spin. Yeah, and, and the thing about this CSK batting lineup is that you've got so many options who can bat just through, you know, some guy bats yeah. at four, that same player in the next game will come in at seven. So as far as the batting order is concerned, really, um, I feel that'll just keep changing game to game, even if the 11 stays same, uh, stays the same or if they aren't, if there's just like a single change. Yeah. So it'll really be interesting to see how CSK go about this um, because some great players have gotten the squad. Some, some, I think, areas where you could see one player or the other. It'll be interesting to see who they end up picking, and it'll be interesting to see how they slot in with the batting numbers. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely, it, it's, it's a shakeup, of course, but it doesn't feel like the biggest shakeup when you see some of these teams. I think CSK did a really good job getting their core back, using their attentions well, getting everybody that they wanted. Losing Shadur Takwood hurts, you know, but... Again, you're able to get some other pieces and make sure you get at least a bunch of your core guys back, which I think for CSK, a team built on the veteran players is very important for them. Yeah, it is definitely very important. And one, one player who I feel CSK um, didn't get, of course, in this, Faf Duplessis, yeah. the second or third highest run scorer in the last season. Um, it was unfortunate for them that they couldn't get Faf Duplessis in the end. Um, but I think Devin Conway, an excellent replacement there at the top um, for path duplices. Yeah, absolutely. Again, it's just, it's just a natural progression kind of thing. Conway uh, has just had a really good 2020 run. And um, I think that, you know, again, they knew that they would have to pay FAF a lot of money. They saw the money RCB was pushing at him. And again, Devin Conway just makes a lot of sense too. similar type of player in terms of the aggression. Uh, and then he kind of fits everywhere, right? You, if you want to open with them, you can, you can put him one down two. even he has that aggressive nature. So uh, he's, he's a guy that fits that CSK role of, like you said, he could open it one day and come like at number five the next day. So uh, he's definitely very versatile in that format. Yeah, I completely agree with you. So now we'll move to the runners up then of IPL 2021. So that was KKR. And at the top for me, um, you know, of course, they lose Shuman Gill. Surprised they didn't keep him on the – they didn't retain him. That was really a shock for me. I know he hasn't put up the most consistent of seasons as of late, but yeah, I just thought the talent that's there – I've loved Shuman Gill for a long time, and I was, I was surprised to see them let him go. But I think they keep Venkatesh Ayer at the top. They had a lot of success with him in his, you know, half a season in the second part of that IPL 2021 and then I kind of throw a curveball in there, and I think Ajinka Rahane maybe comes in and opens with uh, him. I know Nitesh Rana is a guy people are going to scream about as well, but I just think Rahane gives you the best opening option. He, he needs to be in the team, it feels like, just based off the overseas players that you have, the other options you have. Rahane feels like the uh, player that has to play, and I don't want him sitting anywhere under the opening. If he's not opening, I feel like he's not really being utilized well enough. So to me, my opening pair would be Venkatesh and Ajinka. Yeah, mine as well, Rahane Venkatesh Ayer. And we saw last season for the Delhi Capitals, Rahane did come in at three. 
didn't really do too well in that position. So if he's got to play, he's got to open. So Rahane, Venkatesh, Ayer to open. And then at three and four for me, I had, well, the other Ayer, Shreyas Ayer, uh, who I think will captain this side. And then Nitesh Rana. So not opening, but I'll have him there in the middle order at four. Yeah, I, I had Nitish Rana one down in Shreya, so you're, again, captaining at number four. I thought, and I think you can flip-flop it depending on the situation, right? If you need a bigger hitter quicker, you go Nitish Rana. If you need someone to stabilize, you can go Shreya Sayur. So, I, again, the top four for us, we got it. We got it on lock. So, we're, we're in kind of unison on this one. Uh, for me, next up, to kind of round out that middle order, I went with uh, Sam Billings, Dre Russ, and then Sunan Narayan were my three kind of rounding out that uh, middle order. Yeah, five, six, seven is the finishers. The same, the three overseas, <laughs> Billings, Russell, and Narayan. I think the only other option you had besides Billings was Sheldon Jackson. Yep. If you want to go in with the extra overseas player and maybe someone like Mohammed Nabi or Tim Saudi. But I think Sam Billings would really be a good option there at number five. Yeah, you need a wicketkeeper. And like you said, uh, Sam... Sheldon Jackson, he can play, but I think Sam Billings, again, he's just that world caliber player and he gives you that finishing role, right? He's been in those kinds of situations before and you think he, and it's been proven that he can kind of pull through in those moments. Uh, to finish out the bowling, I had Pat Cummins, Shivan Mami, Umesh Yadav, and Varun Chakravarti as uh, the final four to be set in there. Yeah, and that, that's an entire <laughs> 11 that there we, we both agree on there. <laughs> Cummins, Umesh Yadav, Mavi, and Varun Chakravarti, and I think all high-class players. So the bowling attack, really, for KKR, you've got six bowling options. Seven, actually, if you count Nitesh, Rana, yeah. um, or Venkatesh Ayer as well. So you've got eight. Shreyas Ayer can roll his arm around a bit as well. So this is looking like a CSK side now. Everyone, <laughs> whoever you look at, can bowl. They definitely made a lot of improvements. I thought they went into this auction and really did a good job coming out. You always think of KKR as a fringe team. You always say, if this couple of things go right, and I think they were pushing in the right direction the past couple of years, and this mega auction kind of got them an, a, a chance to kind of reset, reload, and I think they definitely used their advantage. There's some teams that you say, ah, but this team, they definitely made big strides in the right direction. Yeah, they, they definitely did, and we saw last season that in the first seven games or something, they won like two and then to come back to win so many games. Um, that was just amazing. And now they've kept a lot of the players in their side the same as now they progress. They're going one step further to winning the title. So no Dinesh Karthik, no Owen Morgan, no Rahul Tripathi. So three big players, really. We saw last season not here, but I think Venkatesh Iyer, then your core all-rounders with Russell, Narayan, Pat Cummins there. Um, and then your bowlers, Chakravarti, Nitesh, Rana with the bat as well. So I think they've kept quite a bit of the side the same, but there are some big players who they've replaced. And I think that this KKR side, it is a much better side than what we saw last season. It feels well, much more well-rounded. It feels like there's, there's a little bit more, uh, they, they can have a couple bad spots, right? But last season I felt if Shreyas Ayer and, or not Shreyas Ayer, rather Shumman Gill, and Venkatesh, you don't really have a big day. They don't really have a big day. It just, there's kind of, you need to pack Cummins to have a great spell. Now you feel like you get a little bit more breathing room. You get a little bit more depth in every single department. And that's all you can ask for coming out of an auction. Yeah, definitely. 100% agree with you. So now I guess we'll move to the team at third last season, the Delhi Capitals, who lost the qualifier two last season. You're 11 on that. So uh, the opening, I have Prithvi Shaw and David Warner. You just sub out one lefty batsman for another lefty batsman to me in the opening. 
But yeah, for me, the same thing. Prithvi Shaw, David Warner, no Shikhar Dhawan at the top. It's fine. I think David Warner, an excellent replacement. They're a power hitter, and I think he'll do well for this Delhi team. Yeah, go back to where it all started with the Delhi Daredevils. Then in the middle order, uh, the, my next three would at uh, three, four, five would be Mitchell Marsh, Rishabh Pant, and then Sarfraz Khan, who I was kind of debating throwing him in there, but I did end up throwing him in there. I think Mitch Marsh and Rishabh Pant, probably two that you have uh, sitting there, and then Sarfraz Khan might be the one that uh, could be a little bit iffy. So, yeah, I got that right. I did go in with Mitch Marsh and Rishabh Pant. But at that number five spot, I was I was debating between three players. Um, and of course, the batting order would switch. I was thinking Sarfaraz Khan one, Mandeep Singh, mm-hmm. the other option. Yeah. And then the third one, if I want to have another overseas player in there, then Tim Seifert. Um, yeah. I feel in that fifth position, um, yes, you do have that wicket keeper. But with his finishing abilities, I think Tim Seifert is someone they could consider. Um, especially... Knowing that someone like uh, Mandeep Singh, at least, I think he wouldn't have to bat at number three or number four if he does. Sarfaraz Khan as well. Yes, he can be a finisher, but you know you really want to see who you want to go with. Because Sarfaraz Khan, he's done well domestically, but not proven too much at the big stage. Right. So I think Delhi Capitals, I went with Tim Seifert, but I think either way, if you want that extra overseas option in your bowling, or do you want to go in with that finisher? Yeah, and, I, and I, that was the tricky part for me. I'd already used my overseas, so I was kind of stuck between Mandeep Singh and Sarfraz Khan there. And I thought Sarfraz showed a little bit more ability to adjust into a different role than a Mandeep Singh uh, because <laughs> my next uh, guy there at sitting was Robin Powell, the guy that we saw here at Church Street Park in the minor league championship weekend. Uh, that was the guy that I uh, put next, and he was really the other uh, overseas guy that I had that kind of uh, took out Tim Seifert for me. I just think he provides, again, that finishing role that you brought up. And then the big hitter, he can bowl a little bit, give you a couple overs here. He just fills a lot more boxes. He checks a lot more boxes to me than Tim Seifert because all-rounders in T20 cricket are, are just gold. They're specks of gold. And I think Robin Powell, he made his name scoring the big-time 100 for the West Indies, played in the minor league. And I think he's someone that the, the, the Capitals are really going to utilize. Yeah, Robin Powell, it's... It, it was interesting. I wanted to have Robin Powell in my side, but as we get into the bowling, I think Andrik Nokia, he filled my fourth overseas spot. But you know, going going back to the all-rounders, Robin Powell, I think he'll be a great option. Uh, you know, we saw him in the in minor league. We saw him at Church Street Park, those big hits, those wickets. So definitely a great addition to this side. Um, and it'll really be interesting to see who Delhi go in with. Yeah. And then uh, to go with my, the next two, I had two other all-rounders, Akshar Patel and Shadar Tagore. So bowling, all-rounders uh, more so, but excuse me, more so, but they gave Akshar Patel their attention. You know they're going to play him. And then Shadar Takur, they paid him the big money, 10.25 crore, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, they went in, they made sure that they were going to go get him. You're not going to give him that kind of money to just sit around. You're going to go and play him. So those two would kind of round out where the bowling kind of stops for the Delhi Capitals. Yeah, I also had those two, Akshar Patel and Shardul Thakur. And then now going in, going into the bowling, the four bowlers. Um, well, I think for me, four remained for I think you with Robman Powell. There's there's three, but the yeah. four I picked, um, Andrik Nokia, of course, lit up IPL 2021 last year. Um, and then I had Khalil Ahmed, Chetan Sakarya, and Kuldeep Yadav as my three there to finish off. Yeah, so I had Kuldeep Yadav, Andrik Nokia, and I was down between Khalil Ahmed and Chetan Sakaria because I included Rafa and Powell. So I was 
sitting there deciding. And I, I know Khalil Ahmed's more proven, but I just think Chetan Sakaria is going to be something really special. I really like what I saw in the international circuit. And I think you go and back the youngster. So I, I give the nod to Chetan Sakaria in my 11 to finish it off. Yeah, I think if, if there is that option between one of those two, then Chetan Sakaria, I think I agree with you. I think he is the one who will get the nod to come into the 11. Uh, Khalil Ahmed, as much as a wicket taker as he is, as well as he's done, I believe, for Sunrise as Hyderabad for the past few years, I think it is Chetan Sakaria who... Um, I personally find Chetan Sakaria... Uh, I think he's, he's very uh, entertaining to watch. Yeah. Um, Khalil Ahmed as well, but Chetan Sakaria, um, love to see him play. And I think between those two, it will be Sakaria who finds a place in the side. Yeah, and again, I don't... I. I think Dilly made a lot of good picks here, and I don't think you could go too wrong. I just think it, it's going to be interesting to see the way they kind of work their all-rounders versus bowling options. Because with the bat, I feel like they, they're pretty set on the options. Again, the, it's really that number five spot that you're looking at. Is it going to be Mandeep Singh? Is it going to be Satras Khan or Tim Seifert? And then that kind of is going to be effective based off, do you pick Robin Powell or do you pick uh, four bowlers with two of them being the two, two pacers being the domestic guys. And that opens a spot for a guy like Tim Cypher to come in. Yeah, definitely. I think that is, that is going to be the question for the Delhi Capitals and you can't really go wrong both ways. Cypher, a quality player, Sarfaraz Khan, Mandeep Singh, two um, upcoming players I feel in Indian cricket, uh, two players who can do well in that role. So definitely it'll be interesting to see who Delhi goes and you can't really go wrong either way. Well, next up, it's RCB, who finished fourth in the IPL 2021. So, Jay, give me your two openers there. Well, uh, two openers, Faf Duplessis, of course. The second or third highest run score from last season. And then I went in with Virat Kohli there. He's opened for RCB last season. And he opens in the IPL quite a bit. Most of the RCB games we see, it is Virat Kohli there at the top. So, Kohli and Faf Duplessis there are my two openers. Yeah, I completely agree on that one. I, I was trying to see, do we let goalie go to one down? But he's opened so often for uh, RCB in the past couple of years. I just felt it just makes a lot of sense, especially when you're trying to incorporate Faf and do you want to incorporate a new guy opening? You lose Dave the Fudlickle. Again, that was a surprise for me. They didn't go and retain him because he had a really good IPO year. Uh, but, you know, I think Vidat goalie at the opening alongside Faf 2 plus, he makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Dave, that particle you speak of, um... I think he really would have been a great option, but not in this side. Um, unfortunate for the child, uh, for the uh, for the Bangalore side. But I think Faf Duplessis a very good replacement at the top there. So Duplessis Kohli, I think that is the best combination. And Faf will probably also be the captain of the side as well as Virat Kohli does step down. No ABD, so Faf again natural progression for him to be the next captain. Yeah, definitely there at the top. Um, now, if you move into the middle order. Three, four, five. It was it was interesting. Well, uh, looking at set plays, you've got Maxwell there, who I think for me I had him at four. Yep. At five, I had Dinesh Karthik with the gloves as my wicketkeeper. Still there with you. <laughs> now at, at three, I, I was tossing up between two players: Shabazz Ahmed mm-hmm. or Anuj Ravat. Yep. Th- those were the two players I was going between. I put Anuj Ravat's name there. And had Shabazz Ahmed down the order in, in my bowlers. So that's what I've gone with. Um, Anuj Ravat there at three. What about you? I put Anuj Ravat at three as well. Uh, I just think he, he's a little bit younger of a guy. He has a little bit more 
to offer. I, I, I just think there's something there. Everyone's been really high on him for a long time, a lefty option as well. And again, will it work? I don't know if it's going to work better than a Shabazz Ahmed. I'm not sure, but I do think he gives some exciting stuff to this RCB side who could be using, could need some exciting stuff at one down. Yeah, um, 100% agree with you there. And uh, Anu Jarawat, it was either you have him at three, if you have him inside, you have him at three, or you have him open and then have yep. Kohli one down. Um, and so I think duplicity Kohli opening Anu Jarawat one down, I think that is the best way to go. I think you spoke on that earlier as well. Would you want Kohli one down and that younger player up the order? Uh, but I think this is really the best option you can have. Yeah, 100% agree on that one. I just, I don't want to throw in a whole new opening pair and then not have the kind of confidence that a Vidat Goli and Faf would have together versus Faf and Anujrawat. I was just, I just had more confidence in that combination working of Faf and Goli versus Faf and Anuj. Yeah, 100%. Um, now, moving moving down the order into all-rounders, uh, I had Mahipa Lomroar in there, Wendu Hasaranga, as at overseas, and then Shabazz Emma. Those were my three all-rounders at six, seven, and eight. Three for three, man. I, I'm right there with you. Uh, again, I was like, you can't not use Shabazz Ahmed. I thought he would have to be someone you need to put into the side, and to put him down the order, I think, makes sense. He can come in and hit a little bit bigger, too. He's not just a guy who can uh, needs to tap it around. You're going to play Wendu Hasaranga after you paid him all the money you did. They really went after the Sri Lankan kid here, and then um, Mahipal, just again, I thought they were kind of short of options. I necessarily wouldn't have said he's the best guy for this kind of number six role, but I thought they were just a little bit short of options anywhere else. There wasn't anything better. And he is, he has good skill. I'm not going to go and say he's not a good creator at all. Obviously, to get to this stage, you have to be. But uh, again, I thought they were just a short of options to sit at six, and I thought he was the best thing that they had available. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I was thinking there because – you have, you have a look at their all-rounders, their Indian all-rounders. You had Maipal Lomroar. You have Shabazz Ahmed who's coming in down the order. And then uh, two other options, an all-rounder and a batsman. An all-rounder, you had Gautam there. And then as a batsman, Suyash Prabhu Desai. So I'd go in with Maipal Lomroar. I feel that experienced option there. Well, somewhat experienced comparatively. And I think Maipal Lomroar, he will start. Now, if he doesn't perform, then RCB could look to maybe the others. But as of now, I think it will be Lomroar at six and then Hasaranga seven, Shabazz Ahmed eight. Yeah, and I think the issue with RCB is going to come in again is like I'm looking at the pieces that I could see replacing and that you would want to replace. And you're saying, man, they're overseas guys. And even the overseas guys don't really fill your number six role. I think number six is going to be a real place of struggle for RCB this year. And I know you can throw different guys in there but they just don't have that true guy that can come in really at six and provide that kind of, I don't know, just there's that bridge kind of that you need to have on any good side. And I just don't think they have it uh, when I look at this 11. Yeah. Cause if, if you look at that number six player, it's such a key player because he's not only a finisher, but also that sixth bowling option you have in the side. So would have liked someone more experienced there for RCB, but I think it'll have to be my Balomra, as you said. So now um, we'll move into the three bowlers now. Um, so I put Josh Hazelwood, and that would be my final overseas option. Harshal Patel, who of course did so well last season, purple cap holder, most wickets. And then Mohammad Siraj to finish the side off. 
So that's two 11 for 11s. There we go. That's the second one straight like that. You got Harsha Patel, Josh Hazelwood, Mohamed Sarraj to finish it off. You're not going to sit Josh Hazelwood, world-class bowler, Mohamed Sarraj, the man you retained. And then Harsha Patel, you, you put in a lot of money into him to get him back for this season, played really well for you last year. And he's been playing well for the past two seasons, right, with the little different cutters and the slower balls and different things he bowls. It's, it's kind of Shadler Takur-esque. We can talk about the kind of different – he bowls so many different deliveries. We sh- we see Shadar Takur bowls so many different deliveries. And Harsha Patel does the same thing, whether it's the knuckle, again, the off cutter, the leg cutter, whatever it is. So he is a guy that's going to be very valuable. Again, 11-11 for us here. I think they have their kind of top five and then their last five or four figured out. Last five figured out. And then there's that middle piece for me that's just kind of lacking. Uh, but – Again, for RCB, I do think they made some decent improvements to the side. I think David Badlikal would have helped them because then you can kind of just push everyone down one spot and still and feel pretty confident in yourself. But, hey, it is what it is. I think RCB fans are still going to have something to cheer for at the end of the year. Yeah, they, they really will because they've got a great side. One position you still don't have to figure out, which is, you know, it's, it's amazing because after there's, – there's few teams, there's very few teams after – picking their squads that they've got all 11 of their slots figured out, no weaknesses. You won't find a team like that. RCB, they've done really well. I think they've had an excellent auction and we'll have to see how this team really does in this upcoming tournament. It's going to be interesting. RCB is always a side that you're like, they should do this, but then they never do it. So it'll be interesting to see if this time uh, under 50 plus see if they can uh, make that jump. But next up, we have a side that's usually going to be mentioned in the top four, the Mumbai Indians. They come out in the auction. Jay was really excited to talk about this side. So, Jam, I'll let you start off. The Mumbai Indians, who do you have opening? Uh, and there's only two right answers here. So if you get any of these wrong, uh, Jay, we might have to end the call early. Well, uh, Rohit Sharma, Ishan Kishan, hopefully. <laughs> there you go. There with. you go. That's only two. And honestly, at number three, there's probably only one answer as well. <laughs> yeah, Surya Kumar. There you go. All right. <laughs> you can't look past him, can you? No, you can't. I think th- those top three said um, they had Dikok there last season, this season not playing. Uh, so Ishan Kishan, he moves up to the top. I think he opened a couple of games last season. He's back up there now. So Rohit Sharma, Ishan Kishan, Surya Kumar Yadav. Absolutely. You don't mess with that order. All three international players, all three play for India. And again, with Ishan Kishan, yeah, he hasn't played a lot in the opening, but you know what he can do if he ever gets going. You know Rohit Sharma looks to be in good nick after hitting 40 today. Uh, or assuming the other day uh, against the West Indies. And then Surya Kumar Yadav, I think, has really matured uh, with his time playing international cricket. He seems to be a lot more selective with when he plays all of his innovative strokes. And if you're a Mumbai Indian side who's really found their niche at winning when it was covers the back end and guys like Kyron Pollard were able to kind of just work their way through the innings, to see Surya Kumar Yadav make that next progression has to be really exciting. Yeah, it is really great. Um, especially how we've seen both the players, actually, Ishan Kishan, Surya Kumar Yadav, how they've come over the past couple of years. And the Mumbai Indians, they're a side which grooms players. We've seen that with a lot of players. Um, Rohit Sharma is one, and now he's such a great player. I feel, though he did play for the Deccan Chargers originally, his his journey, um, really, I feel it started with the Mumbai Indians, right? When they gave him that responsibility of being captain. Yeah. And then he's just played so well, even with that captaincy role. Ishan Kishan, Surya Kumar Yadav, kind of, we can see that reflection there with the Mumbai Indians. Um, Bumra was another name who MI really groomed. Um, Hardik Pandya. So MI, it's, it's a team which grooms players. 
And it's done exactly that with Ishan Kishan and Surya Kumar. And they're going to do it once more because they got the best under 19 player in the entire world and Devil Brevis to come in mini ABD. Uh, and to me, that's the guy sitting at number four. Uh, I don't know where you have him, but to me, he would be the man I'd probably plug in at four. You might have him at five, but uh, he looks very good uh, opening in or coming one down in the under 19 world cup. And again, maybe doesn't have the greatest of IPL seasons this year, but this is an investment. They know this kid can be something really special in the future. He already has all the tools. If he can just continue to mature and he is the investment in the future. And I thought Mumbai did really well going after him. I thought this was a guy RCB was really going to push after, but to see, Mumbai, not surprised they go and get the best young player out there. Yeah. Dewal Bruce, um, an excellent option there. So I was debating between two players, really. Dewal Bruce, of course, and then Anmol Preet Singh. So I've also gone in with Dewal Bruce. And I feel that number four position, it's, it's something which, um, which Mumbai, they'll, it'll be interesting to see because, yes, Dewal Bruce does play there. But if he doesn't have really a good IPL season, or if he doesn't, if he isn't really in the best of neck here at this level, because under-19 World Cup, as competitive as it is, um, as high-level cricket as we see, IPL, you've really moved another level up. Yep. So if Deval Bruce doesn't play well, and then you've got, um, well, I had Kyron Pollard there at five, who, well, he's, he's a good player there. And on his days, he can take apart teams. But you can see Kyron Pollard, he's also kind of coming towards the end, I, see, I think, of um, not only his IPL career, but playing for the West Indies as well. So having having a look at that, it'll it'll be interesting to see how MI go about things um, with with Deval Bruce and Kyron Pollard. I mean, one player you've got such a young player, one now you know having played international cricket for so many years, having played the IPL, now coming towards the end of his career. So it'll it'll be interesting to see how MI look to balance things out. Yeah, it will be. Um, for me at number five, I had Tim David uh, sitting at five and Kyron Pollard at six. But I was with you on the Almul Preet Singh. If they, if there is an issue with David Brevis, I think they're going to start off with Brevis, depending on how he does in practice. But to me, he just possesses so much, uh, such a higher upside that you want to go and see him get as many matches as possible. I think he's going to kind of maybe follow a similar thing as uh, Ishan Kishan did when he first broke into the side, right? Was kind of, didn't know if he was going to play in a lot of matches. Was he going to bat it one down? Was he going to bat it like six? Or what? we didn't not really know where he was going to be. But he, they kept him in. They kept getting him experience. I think they, I could see him doing the same thing with Devon Brevis because, again, we all know that if everything goes right for this kid, he's going to be a very special player in the world. And they, I think, want to just go out there and continue to get him experience, get him the flavor of IPL cricket. And if they need an option to, re, to replace Devil Brevis or if he's not going to play this match or the next match, Unmul Preet Singh makes a lot of sense to me. I know he gives, he gives you some right arm off break. Um, on his, you know, you're not going to really rely on it, but he's someone who can come in and give you, you know, another, maybe a seventh bowling option if you need it. If you don't want to play, uh, if you only want to play five bowlers, he can be the sixth kind of option that you can have, like uh, you usually see out of Mumbai. Yeah, um, Anmol Preet Singh, Deval Bruce, I think. Deval Bruce to start off, as you said, and then Anmol Preet Singh could come in. Now, you said Tim David um, at, at five, Karen Pollard at six. I just switched them. Pollard at five, Tim David at six. But I think either way, I think you yeah. can have them. Um, you want to have David at five, Pollard at six, Pollard at five, David at six. Um, Tim David, of course, an excellent um, power hitter. We've seen him hit some great shots, uh, play some great innings. JD is, 
he's faced just a few balls, but he's scored a lot. Um, and so Tim David, I feel if he gets set, if he really feels in the groove in IPL, then at the end, I mean, just just watch the last five overs of a Mumbai game. That's all. Oh you have man, to do. yeah, we see it right in his fourteen T Twenty international matches. He has a strike rate of one hundred fifty eight. So we know he has the intent to go out there and the capability to go out there and hit the ball out the park. And you know, I think for a side that loses Hardik Pandya, uh, I think they desperately needed someone like that. I know Hardik Pandya had a bit playing uh, that kind of level cricket in a while with the bat, but that was something that I think they desperately missed last year as well. Was just that big hitting in the pinch to go alongside of Karen Pollard, to have another guy that can do that, that's huge for them. Yeah, it really is. Um, and now as we as we move into the last five, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, someone who do you have there? So again, I was just kind of racking my brain here. I knew, I knew Anmul Preet Singh was someone who could come in and I, I don't have him in my 11, uh, to be honest. I don't have him in my 11. I got, uh, just to finish it, I have Sanjay Yadav, uh, M. Ashwin, Jedev Unatgar, Jasprit Bumrah. And then I have another bowling option, and it's Timal, it's Timul Mills. But, of course, that's barring the health of Jafar Archer. If Jafar Archer is healthy, then he will not be seeing uh, the, the field, in my opinion. And then if Jafar Archer is healthy, you could take away one of these bowlers, and I think I would add Almud Preet Singh to the top six that I have already. So the only reason I don't have Almud Preet Singh in here is because I don't know the status of Jafar Archer, if he's going to be healthy to play. And I think Mumbai is going to really struggle when they don't, they struggle when they don't have those two premier bowlers. Uh, when you talk about years where they didn't have a Bumrah Malinga or Bumrah Bolt action, they, they didn't uh, perform particularly well. So I think they're going to want to continue to have six to seven bowling options every single match. So for me, Again, Almul Preet Singh, not in my 11. And then I added Sanjay Yadav uh, in there just because I thought I knew that extra bowler. Yeah, and um, a similar side for me as well. So, of course, went in with Bumrah there, Murugan Ashwin. Um, having both of those players, Sanjay Yadav as well, you need that extra bowling option. Uh, but, but the toss-up for me was really between Timon Mills and Fabian Allen because I feel yeah. he can also provide a bit extra with the bat. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. I, I personally went in with Fabian Allen, but it, it'll be interesting. You can go either way with them, whether you want to have that Fabian Allen play or Timer Mills there on the side. Yeah, it, I think either one's a good option to have. Um, I know that Mills has really drawn up some attention in the past, I think, couple months. He's really started to pick up some steam. And while Fabian Allen seems to be losing some of it, I still, I was looking at the, you know, I look at all the projected 11s that people put out there and, I didn't see Fabian Allen in a lot of them. And I was surprised that there wasn't more people that had Fabian Allen in their projected 11s. And I just feel it goes to show kind of the mindset people have right now on Fabian Allen, that he's kind of a thing of the past almost, which is a horrific thing to say. I don't even want to, because he's such a great cricketer, but um, it feels like people are trying to move out of the Fabian Allen era. But I totally could see them using Fabian Allen because again, he's experienced, gives you more with the bat and could do a lot of different things, can bowl in different pinches. And uh, for a Mumbai team that's going to struggle with bowling options or struggle in certain situations, Fabian Allen could really plug in and have a good year. Yeah, he really could. So Fabian Allen, Timer Mills, once again, it'll be interesting to see who am I go with um, because you do just have that one choice there. So we'll, we'll have to see who they end up picking. So now let's move then to the team which came in sixth, the Punjab Kings, your openers. 
Uh, so, of course, you lose Gayarajo, so you're looking at a new opening set, and it's a completely new opening set. It's going to be Shikhar Dhawan and Johnny Berstow. I think this, uh, to me, makes the most sense. I know they're two new guys, but Shikhar Dhawan's had uh, two really good IPOs the past two years, and Johnny Berstow has just come, whenever he's played for Sunrisers, has just been a force to be reckoned with. So, to me, those are my openers. Yeah, well, uh, they may be two new openers to this Punjab King side, but definitely not to IPL cricket or international cricket, so... Those are the two I've gone in with. Bearstow, who will have the gloves as well. And then Shikhar Dhawan there as my second opener. Now, at three, I went in with Mayank Agarwal. Um, considering him for opening, but then once you have Bearstow and Dhawan there, then you've got to play Mayank Agarwal at three. And I think Punjab, they had a similar sort of scenario with Mayank, KL, and then Gale as well. So one of them would have to play three. And I think this time around, Bearstow, Dhawan, Mayank, and in that order there. Yeah, I, I agree with you here. Uh, I, I, when I first came into the auction, I was thinking, okay, it's going to be probably Agrawal opening. They're going to get him an opening partner. But then when you get Davon and Bearstow, you're saying, I can't play. Davon's an opener, and I don't want to play Johnny Bearstow anywhere but opening because if he gets going in this power play, we are going to be set, and everyone else gets a little bit more breathing room. And I think Mayank Agrawal is the most equipped to kind of change his game. I think he can kind of change on a dime if you need someone to facilitate an innings he can do that if you need someone to kind of take over an innings he's someone who's shown the capability of doing so so to me that makes a lot of sense I also think Mike Agrawal could be a guy that look at the captain side. I think that's probably the most likely case of action after losing Gail Rahul Mike Agrawal plays for the Indian test side and has been here for a long time I think that he's probably the next guy to come in and open and then sitting at four I went with Liam Livingston He's had a good year this uh, this past year in 2021. And again, I just don't think you can sit him or put him anywhere below four. Yeah, Liam Livingston for me as well at number four. And, and going back to Mayank Agarwal, I do feel he will make a good captain because he's got a calm head on his shoulders, which is so important for being a captain. So Mayank Agarwal, agree with you there. He has got to be the captain and Livingston there at four. So we've got four for four. <laughs> Uh, well, five for five, maybe I got uh, Raj Angan Bawa sitting at number five. I know it's it's not a name that you hear a lot of, uh, but it's again, you just look at their roster and I'm sitting here. I know I need an Indian option here just based off every other pick I've made. And to me, he just made the most sense out of every guy I could have sitting at five. I also had Raj Bawa now after that under-19 World Cup performance. Um, he, he's really got to be there. So Raj Bawa had him at number five for me as well. And moving now into six and seven. Um, well, I went into Sharo Khan, of course, as that finishing option. And then at seven, I actually had Rishi Dhawan. So okay. someone who's done well domestically in the domestic circuit. Um, but yeah, I've, I've had him there at seven. At seven, uh, I had Shah Rukh Khan at six. Uh, and I think, you know, Raj Baba, I forgot to mention, he gives you that option with the ball as well. I think it's going to be really vital for this uh, Punjab team who seems to never have bowling options now you get an extra one I went with Odin Smith uh sitting at seven I think he's someone who's really made a name for himself someone who's come in with a lot of hype and when you talk about this India series especially and we know what he can do with the bat big time hitter and then with the ball he can he can bowl he doesn't have the he's not as quick as maybe you would like to see as maybe he thinks he is he doesn't seem to be as quick as he thinks he is when he tries to bowl bouncers or whatever but he's very accurate he's well directed and I think that he can be kind of an X factor kind of guy, maybe not the Dre Russ level, but that kind of action where, you know, he can come in and if you need 
maybe three sixes in and over to win. He's someone that you would feel confident doing that. And then with the ball, if you need him to give you a, cr a critical over, you feel confident in his ability to do so. Yeah, Odin Smith, I actually had him at eight in my side. So um, do have him there as well. Now for the West Indies, I feel that with the bat, um, well, they're top and middle order. They aren't really doing too well at the moment, but we can see Odin Smith down the order and he's really one who's scoring a lot of runs for this West Indies side. So um, Odin Smith, I've also got him in my side. You know, a very good player. They were both bat and ball. Uh, great in the field as well. So Odin Smith there as my number eight. Uh, so my number eight actually round out to be Hudfrey the Barad. Um, I think he's someone, again, power hitter, pinch hitter, and then can slow it down, right? The slow left arm orthodox bowling. He did take a lot of wickets uh, when he came in and bowled, and I think he's an option they're going to want to utilize. And again, he just gives you that power hitting option, kind of what we saw out of Hungrekar in the under-19 World Cup for India. So that same kind of action where he can give you that big-time power hitting and then with the ball can take some critical, critical wickets. So for me at eight, I had him as well. To have him and Odin Smith, I think that'd be a really fun seven and eight combination. Um, so, so for me, I actually didn't go in with Harpreet Brar in the side. Um, and nothing, I think it will really be a toss-up between Rishi Dhawan and Harpreet Brar for who will make this side. Because I think the last three, I think we might just have the same ones. Um, Rabada, Arshdeep Singh, Rahul Chahar. Three for three. Yeah, so. <laughs> I think then it, it does come down to then, do you want to play Rishi Dhawan or do you want to play Harpreet Brown? Yeah, it's really, again, it's a toss up. Like you said, I think that um, they've played with Harpreet Brown uh, for a long time as well. So I think maybe to start off, they might just back him to start. But Rishi Dhawan's a guy who could just come in and just be someone who's like, yeah, we're just going to go and play you because. Again, he gives you a lot. He did uh, play for, didn't he play for King, like when they were Kings 11, like in 2008, I feel they had him or something. Like one of the early seasons of the IPL, he was someone that uh, played for the Punjab, or like at that time, Kings 11 Punjab. So they do know this Rishi Dhawan as well. So I think that's something that could could be interesting to see where they go on that. Yeah, I think um, Rishi Dhawan, I do think he did play there and then Harpreet Bra over the past few seasons. So Harpreet Bra, someone more recent, Rishi Dhawan, now coming back into the side after playing originally in the first few seasons. So it'll be interesting to see who Punjab do go in with. And now we're going to talk about a team uh, that I think always mess it up. This is one of the teams that I'm like, I never have confidence and it's the Rajasthan Royals. But I thought they actually had a really good auction. I was pleasantly surprised with the auction they came out with. And my two openers here were Yashasvi Jaisal and Josh Butler. So I actually went in with Josh Butler, of course, but I had Devdutt Padikal there at the top in, in place of Yashasvi Jaiswal. So with Padikal, he did well for RCB. Um, Jaiswal, another young player there, but for me, it is Devdutt Padikal who's there at the top. So I have uh, Devdutt Padikal sitting at one down. I think that he, uh, I think he shows a little bit more aggressiveness than Yashasvi Jaiswal. It was really for me, Josh Butler is going to open and it's which of these young lefty batsmen do I want to go and play with, right? Do I want to open with? And I just think David Padigal has the ability to start up a little bit quicker than Yashasvi Jaiswal. So I feel a little bit more comfortable playing him at one down, but um, I think that both could really fit in either role. Um, yeah, agree with you there. I think it, it both of them can really be there. David Padigal, Yashasvi Jaiswal, and it'll be interesting to see who Royals do want to go in with. Um, well, one down, I had the captain, um, Sanju Samson there in the side at number three. And then moving into four and five, I had 
They played Shimron Hetmeyer at four. And I, I'll come back to him in just a second. Um, Rian Parag there as a finisher at five. I think he's done well. But coming back to Hetmeyer, for me at four, it was either Shimron Hetmeyer or you play Rassi van der Dessen. Um, so I went in with Hetmeyer. I feel that he is more of an aggressive player there um, in that side. And you've got Sanju Samson who can play that anchor type of role. And so for me, I played Hetmeyer over Rassi van der Dessen. So my number four was Sanju Samson. And then at number five, I was thinking Sharon Hetmeyer or Rossi van der Dussen. And I went with Hetmeyer because at five, I think van der Dussen just doesn't have enough time to really get himself going. I think if you, if you can play him in the top four, find a spot for him there, then he's a guy that I would use. And it's such a shame that he might not play. But Sharon Hetmeyer, we know, is not very consistent, right? He'll have moments where he looks like, you know, the future of West Indian cricket. And then he has moments where, like, this guy plays West Indian cricket. So he could go up and down. And I could see Rossi van der Dussen sliding in and maybe bumping up or maybe just sitting at five they say go figure out how to play at five but uh those two i de- definitely had a conversation about it was just for me my 11 had one of the two playing at five and i thought sure headmeyer is more equipped to play at number five um yeah i think both headmeyer and evander descendant depend on what type of role they want in the team to see who will play and the thing i'm look i'm looking at this rajasthan royal side and Hedmeyer, we saw that he's had his ups, and when he's had his ups, he's been looking really great. But when he's had his downs, he hasn't been doing too well. You know, you kind of see that, why is he there at this level? You start, some some start to really question that, but then we see Hedmeyer come back, really show why he's such a great player. And I felt the same with Sanju Samson at times, that there is that inconsistency. Um, with Samson, he'll play this one excellent innings, great innings and then after that he won't really back that up with 30s 40s 50s he'll get those single digit scores 10s 12s um going into 15 so he won't really get uh, he won't really be that consistent there so that's one thing when i'm looking at this side samson and hetmeyer two inconsistent players there yeah and that that's going to be the big question again if hetmeyer starts the year off really hot it's just gonna be hard to turn away from him and I think they will start with Hetmeyer because they know of his capability. But if he struggles out the gate, I think you could definitely see a quick shift to Rossi van der Dussen. And I don't know where they're going to put him if they say, you know what, you're a good enough player of spin at five that we trust you to come in here. Or if they say, okay, you know what, depending on if it's a spinner versus a pacer, we know Sundry Sampson prefers the pace on the ball rather than off of it. So if they say, all right, the spinners are on, Rossi go in at four, or if it's the pace is in, we're going to send in Sunju. I don't know how that works for them. But that's going to be the big question. How does Hetmeyer play? I think that's the biggest question mark to me on this whole Rajasthan side is can Hetmeyer get any consistency? Because if he does, your really top five feels pretty strong um, in that order. Yeah, it, it really does. Um, and now moving into the all-rounders, uh, at six and seven, I had Jimmy Nisham and Ravi Chandra and Ashwin. Nisham, of course, now being my third overseas player in the side. And then Ashwin, you know, an excellent spinner. Over the years, he's done really well economical wicket-taking. So six and seven, Nisham and Ashwin for me. Yeah, so I had uh, Riyam Parag sitting at six and then Jimmy Nisham sitting at seven. Um, and that could go either way. I think you could flip it around whichever way you wanted to go to. But again, Jimmy Nisham, he's just, he, he doesn't bowl the quickest. He doesn't bowl, he doesn't swing a lot, but it just, it's so consistent and he always makes you play. And then Riyam Parag is just kind of flashy. He's been that Rajasthan uh t20 
tickets, the guy who boosts ticket sales almost because you come in and you want to go see him do a little dancey dance or something. So he's been that kind of guy for them. And, he, and he's performed at times. So he's someone that you can count on. So for me, it was Rian Parag and Jimmy Nisham at six and seven. Yeah, so um, as I said, I had Rian Parag at five. He's just got to be in the side. Um, Nisham six, Ashwin seven. Now moving into the bowlers, um, the four bowlers, well, that Yuzvrinder Chahel as that spin bowling option. He's done well for RCV. He's done well for India. He's got to be here. And then for my three paces, Trent Bolt, my final overseas, and then Prasid Krishna and Navdeep Saini. So my final four bowlers were Ravi Chandran Ashwin, Yuzendra Chahal, Prasid Krishna, and Trent Bolt. So I did not have Navdeep Saini uh, in mine. And I, I think I had the one batsman uh, extra. I had David Padakal in my 11 versus the Navdeep Saini that you had at the end. That was kind of, I think, where... Uh, the numbers kind of messed up a little bit. But uh, for me, like you said, with Ravi Chandran quality spinner, uh, does everything you need him to do. And with the bat, can give you something, not going to be spectacular, but you feel you know more confident in him than you feel in Yuzendra Chahal. But Yuzendra Chahal, a world-class spinner, can get you those wickets. Prashid Krishna won the young and up-and-coming uh, pacers in Indian cricket. We saw what he did in his day, uh, in his second game, I think, uh, for the Indian side in ODI cricket. And then Trent Bolt, we saw what he did with Mumbai there. He's a big part of that championship team and he's your strike bowler. I think him and Prashid Krishna is just a lethal combination. Yeah. Prashid Krishna, of course, that upcoming bowler, bold, more experienced. So now um, bold, I think he will kind of play that mentoring role as well in this side to these young bowlers, Prashid Krishna, you have um, otherwise Navdeep Saini, if he does play. Uh, so Navdeep Saini, I had him, but it'll, it'll really depend on if you want to have that extra batsman. Or if you want to go in with that extra bowler. So do you want to play Padikal in the side um, and then not have that extra bowling? Well, you would still have six bowlers, but not have another bowler. Or do you want to play Navdeep Saini there and then leave it to your, your six batsmen, seven batsmen, you have your top seven to score the runs. In which case, your tail does become a bit long, but you've got some quality bowling options there. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think you could really go wrong either way. I think it's just going to really depend upon, okay, how's Navdeep Saini bowling? Because we know Navdeep Saini, he has moments where you say, wow, this kid can really bowl. When he's when his Yorkers are hitting, you say, yeah, this kid's got something because he has the genuine pace, doesn't move it a lot, but the angle comes in. And then again, with the Yorker and the accuracy that he can have. But then other times you said, can you just bowl a change-up delivery once? Can we not have a seam up, seam up delivery every single delivery? Uh, can you can we change the pace a little bit? Um, and again, if he falls into that trap again, you could see him in and out of the lineup pretty quickly. And then if Badakal struggles or if Jace Fall struggles, you could see them in and out of the lineup pretty quickly. So it's really just going to be about which one of the three young Indian players, whether it's one of the two batsmen or whether it's Navdeep Saini, which one of those three really excel and which one just kind of falls out because the other two will play versus the one that falls out. Yeah, definitely. And with these three players, it will be interesting to see. And um, I think it will go down to the net sessions. And when you're at practice there, who's doing well? Is Navdeep Saini really bowling well, making it hard to play for the batsmen? Or are Devdat Padikal and Yashasvi Jaiswal doing well at the top of the order, hitting some good shots? So it'll depend on that. Um, as now we move into the final side well the final out of the sides which played the last IPL as we do have two new ones but we'll have a look at Sunrisers Hyderabad right now who ranked dead last last season and made some big changes in their side 
Yeah, they did make some big changes, right? Of course, you don't bring back Johnny Bairstow. You don't bring back Jason Roy. So you're really just going into two really different directions. This is a team, I'm going to be honest, that whenever I see them, I just, I just don't have any faith in this team at all based off how they were constructed uh, earlier. And I think that they did make some improvements. I don't think they were one of the better sides that I come out of the auction saying, wow, right? Of course, uh, you talk about the guys that are going to open. You talk about Kane Williamson. But then... Outside of Kane Williamson, I think it might be Obishek Sharma that goes along and opens with Kane Williamson. Out of just the options on their squad, again, I don't think their squad really has that ideal second opener for me. Yeah, it really doesn't. And, um, well, you had David Warner there last season, who then didn't do too well. He was dropped from the side. Um, and, you know, you can't really drop a, just drop a player like David Warner, right? So he is dropped from the side now. And from there, you see that now that might just be this might just be his last season for Hyderabad, and we did see that now as he is not in the squad altogether. So now having having a look at this side for Hyderabad, Kane Williamson, I think at the top, and I've gone in with Rahul Tripathi actually as that second opener. I think he did well for KKR. He can both be a finisher and a player at the top as an opener. So I've used him as an opener here along with Kane Williamson. Yeah, I can see it again. I think they're going to have to try multiple options. I'm, I know that Abhishek Sharma, one of the young and up and coming kids who, you know, has really impressed people and people speak really highly of him. And, you know, I can see either way. They could start out with Rahul Tripathi and if he struggles, then slide up Abhishek Sharma or they could go Abhishek Sharma and if he struggles, slide in Rahul Tripathi. They're going to have to really try a lot of people or just continue to try those two to see who fits in the best. Because outside of Kane Williamson, you don't really have an opener. And even Kane Williamson, you're sitting here thinking, yeah, he's an opener. But I think more naturally, he's more of a guy who likes to be in the middle, kind of assess the game and play it through that uh, scope of it. But it will be an interesting conversation up top. Uh, number uh, Sitting at number three, I have Aiden Markram. And then at four, I have Rahul Tripathi, who you have opening. Yeah, so, so for me, I have Aiden Markram there at number three as well. And I went in with Priyam Garg at number four. Um, he has played a few games. He's done pretty well. Um, not, not the best of options that you would want at that number four position. But looking at this Hyderabad side, you don't really have many options. As you said, they didn't really have a great IPL auction. And you would have wanted a better side from Hyderabad. You haven't gotten that. So I think that does get that does mean that now Priyam Garg will have to play at that number four position. Um, otherwise, of course, you could play someone like Abhishek Sharma there if you want to have him at four. Um, so it'll be interesting. I've gone in with Priyam Garg there at number four. And yeah. Yeah. So then at number five, uh, the man with the gloves is going to be Nicholas Puran uh, for me. And again, another guy who. Again, looks like the future of West Indies cricket one day. And then you're saying, how does he play West Indian cricket the next day? And then I went with Abdul Samad to come in um, at the number six position after him. He's a guy that they went in and retained. They wanted to keep bringing him back. So I think he has to find a way in. And I think six to me is probably his most natural place in the lineup. Yeah, I've also gone in with those two. Puran with the gloves and Abdul Samad there finishing off that top six. And Samad, I think, as, as a finisher... And really be groomed as a finisher here. And I think that's what Hyderabad, they really have to look to do. You've got to play Abdul Samad. Now, if even if he doesn't start off too well, this IPL, you've still got to look at him as a player who will do well long term. And for that, even if he is in poor form towards the start, you've still got to stick with him. You've still got to back him. 
and that'll just do his confidence wonders. Yeah, I agree. Um, he's a kid who really rides on confidence. I think a lot of these young kids are, but him especially is a guy who really likes to get in and get going. And again, I think no matter what he does at six, you're going to have to continue to back him because even if he struggles, I don't think you have another option. And he's, again, the guy you retained, you gave him the money. If he starts struggle early, just keep backing him because I do think he can pay dividends in the future. Don't think he's one of the brightest stars of the future Indian side, but he's someone who can be a very good domestic player, could really end up like a Robin Uttapa or a, um, uh, who are we talking about, Ambati Raidu for CSK. He can kind of be that guy who domestically just plays really well and could be a cornerstone for this Sunrise Hyderabad franchise to a franchise that, let's be honest, definitely needs a cornerstone player because they, they lost theirs in David Warner. Yeah, they, they do need they do need that player. And Abdul Samadhi also does provide a few overs with the ball as well. Yep. So that can also be helpful in this side. Now, the other all-rounder I've gone in with at seven is Washington Sundar. Um, that spin bowling all-rounder, bowling in the power play, he can be helpful if you want that spinner in the power play. Otherwise, he'll do well in the middle overs as well. With the bat, he's good. So I've gone in with Washington Sundar there at seven. Yeah, I also went with Washington Sundar at seven. Um, again, played for RCB for a long period of time. He's played in that international cricket for a very long time from a young age. And I think he's continued to get better and better with the bat. I think he came in kind of struggling and now he's continued to be better. So you can consider him a, one of your all-rounding options. He's not he's a bowling all-rounder. He's a guy like Deepak Jahar. Uh, and I think, honestly, Deepak Jahar might be a better batsman. But a Washington Sundar can come in and sw- swing it around give you maybe 20 runs here or there, but I think it's going to be his contribution with the ball and he's got to continue to develop variations for this T20 format. But I think also, again, a very guy, a guy who has brings a lot of variety, right. Can come in during the initial power play overs and bowl. He really had a lot of confidence in that or can come in later and still take wickets. I think the one thing for me with Washington Sunder is, will he learn to slow it down? Will he continue to try to slow it down? Because a lot of the times he'll just fire it in and try to continue to be economical, which in the power play makes a lot of sense. But when you have the protection and you need a wicket, and I think he looks to be the wicket-taking option that uh, the Sunrisers have, you're going to need him to slow things down, let the, give the ball some air, and let the batsman kind of swing and invoke that edge. Yeah, you really do need that in, in the middle overs. And this, this Hyderabad side, you, know, you speak about wicket-taking in the middle overs. You had Rashid Khan there in that role. Yeah. Now he's not in the side anymore. So like David Warner, another um, great player who's been dropped. And now Sundar here, he'll really have to fill that role to the best of his abilities. Now Rashid Khan, of course, he's a world-class spinner. Um, but Sundar there in the middle overs, he will really have to find a way to get wickets. He's economical. We all know that. But I, as as... SRH, I would be fine sacrificing a few more runs from Washington Sundar if he will get me that wicket. Absolutely. And I think in modern T20 cricket, it's kind of that's kind of the mindset is okay, can we get those wickets? Because if you can get those wickets, they create dot balls and those dot balls save a heck of a lot of runs uh, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, they they really do. Um, Every run matters, as we've seen over the past few years, especially in T20 cricket. So now if we're to move in to the final four, the last four bowlers there, I've gone in with Shreyas Gopal as a spinner. Um, and then besides him, Bhuvneshwar Kumar, Urman Malik, and Natarajan to finish off. 
So I didn't pick an actual spinner, uh, to be quite fair. I just, I didn't picture it as goat ball. And I, I personally, I wouldn't play Umran Malik, but I know he's going to play. I would rather play Kartik Tiagi. I think he's a guy who shows a little bit more upside, but I know Umran Malik is going to play. So in the probables, he'll be there. Uh, I went with Bhuvneshwar Kumar, Natarajan, but I went with Marco Jensen, the kid from South Africa who showed real talent uh, with the red ball and that lefty swing. And if you can invoke some of that lefty swing back, I know Natarajan's your left-handed bowler, but he doesn't swing it as much as you might've thought. He's more of a guy who's going to bowl the cutters, can bowl those Yorkers. Yorkers are great, but early on you're missing the swing component from him. So if you can get Bhuvneshwar Kumar to get it to swing back and then you get Marco Jansen to come in and swing the ball back in at that lefty angle. We know the kind of problems it causes, and he can bowl at some Ks. So if you can get that going, that is something to me that seems uh, very exciting. Again, if I ha- if it was up to me, I'd go with Karthik Diagi as my final option. But since they retained Umran Malik, I think Umran, Umran Malik is going to have to play. Yeah, and then Umran Malik, we, we have a look at him here. He is someone who can bowl really quick. Um, Karthik Diagi as well. So... Both good options, both young players in Indian cricket. Indian cricket, and since, as you said, since SRH have decided to retain Omran Malik, they could have retained many other players, right? So they retained two young players there with Abdul Samad and Omran Malik. They could have retained Bhuvneshwar Kumar, maybe Rashid Khan, um, Natarajan. You had so you had a lot of options to retain. They backed Omran Malik, and so I think they will play him. Um, and then Marco Jansen, I think he. He's someone who caused a lot of troubles for the Indian batsmen in this past test series um, against South Africa. But I think Shreyas Gopal, if you want that pure spin bowling option, which can be helpful in Indian conditions. Yeah. So that's why I went in with Shreyas Gopal. Over. No, I, I absolutely agree with you on that uh, point. Because again, the spin is going to be key. And if you're playing at a, a place like Ahmedabad, uh, where you know the track is going to spin. Shreyas Gopal is someone that you have to invoke. You have to use that option. Uh, I just thought, to me, that I I, I would have, honestly, I would have just not played Urman Malik and then maybe plug in Shreyas Gopal somewhere. But I know he has to play, and that's kind of the thing. Because I think that he could be a very good cricketer one day, but I just don't think he's that caliber yet. I know that everyone's kind of uh, going crazy for the 150 case he hit last year during the IPL, which is one of the fast, I think the fastest delivery that's ever been clocked, um, maybe at least officially. So that is, to me, that's the only reason that he really got um, picked up. I know that he's developed a lot more in the past couple of years, but it's just the pace thing. And they backed him. They're going to keep going with them. But I wouldn't be surprised to see Shreyas Gopal come in here, especially when you go to tracks that you know are going to spin. If you go to like Chennai or you go to um, Amdabad, you know they're going to turn. Shreyas Gopal is a great option to have. Yeah, so we, we well might see this Hyderabad side shape their 11 and especially their bowlers based on the conditions you see. And we could see that change from game to game, right? So yeah. that could be what they're going in with, that on the day you look at the pitch and then you make a decision on who you want to play. Do you want to go with Jansen or do you want to play that spinner in Shreyas Gopal? Yeah, it's going to be an interesting decision. Again, Sunriser is not a team that I would hang my hat on, but We'll see what they can do if they can come back and come back into my good graces, at least. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll have to see. Um, but now as we move on to the two new teams, so we'll start off with the Gujarat Titans. Um, that's one of the two news teams there. So, Aman, shoot with your openers. 
Yeah, um, I had really high hopes for this team uh, because obviously Gujarat, right? That that's the place to be. But um, so the openers I went with are Jason Roy and Shimon Gill. I thought those two were probably standard. I think probably you have the same ones. Yeah, Jason Roy, Shubman Gill. I think those those have got to be the two openers. The only other man you could consider would be Matthew Wade, but I think Roy he is that better option there at the top. Yeah, Roy is that guy who gives you, you know, just that explosiveness at the top of the order. And I think it'll allow Shimon Gill to kind of play a little bit more chore innings uh, versus when he played with guys like uh, Venkatesh Ayer, who maybe played a start a little bit slower versus, and then Shreyas Ayer thought he had to go bigger quicker. Um, I, and then you saw him have a little bit more success when he played alongside a guy like Nitesh Rana, who was a little bit quicker out in his innings. I think this could be something that gives Shimon Gill a little bit more freedom to kind of play the cricket he wants to play. Yeah, that, that aggressive conservative combo that you really got there where Shubhman Gill, it'll allow him some time to settle in. And once he's settled, you know, he can really be such an amazing player. Absolutely. Uh, with the with number three and number four, I went with David Miller and Vijay Shankar. And it, it burns me to every fiber of my being to have Vijay Shankar in any type of number four role. But I just thought looking at the squad, uh, Vijay Shankar had to be sent at number four. And so I also had David Miller there in the side, number three. And, you know, Vijay Shankar, you look at this Gujarat Titan side, who else can you play? Yeah. There, there really isn't much, much of an option similar um, to what's happened with some of the other teams, right? So similar to what's happened with the Sunrisers Hyderabad side, right? You don't have those options, really. And you look at this Gujarat Titan side, you see Vijay Shankar's name at four, and you think 2019 World Cup semifinals all over again. Right, you've got Vijay Shankar in the side. He he can be a good player, but at number four, not really what you'd want. But Gujarat Titans, they've put themselves into that position. Yeah, it's the only thing they have to sit at number four. And again, I don't think he's that quality of a bat that really displays me. Wow, number four, he's going to perform well. And then with the ball, I don't see anything really that's given me much hope either, which is kind of the worst thing. If there was like, okay, at least he can give me something with that bat, or at least he can give me something with the ball. I wouldn't have a problem putting him anywhere. But I'm sitting here thinking he's just a guy that you have to play because you didn't go and get anybody else that really can go and make an impact. You didn't get an Odin Smith. You didn't get some of these other bigger all-rounders like Adipo Kudda or somebody that you feel maybe not the greatest of all-rounders, but still I feel better about them because they could come in later and still perform. Vijay Shankar has to come in at four to be any – of use because he's not a guy who can come in and be a big hitter. He has to come up up the order, but he doesn't have the talent to, for me at least, to be up top of the order. It's just kind of an oxymoron using Vijay Shankar. Yeah, the un, the only other option you would have there is that you bring in someone like Gurkirat Singhman, yeah, um, and then you play him at number at number four. But that's also a riskier option there. But then again, I mean, your other option is Vijay Shankar. So I think they will start off with Vijay Shankar. If he doesn't do well there, then we could well see Gurkirat Singhman coming in at number four. Yeah, they're, they're going to need to find ways to, to get creative at number four. But at number five, I don't think there's any mystery here. It's the skipper, Hardik Pandya, coming in. And again, there's a lot of question marks around him as well. Will he get back to 2019 Hardik Pandya form? Can he bowl at all? If you know, Can he give you at least one good over? And then with the bat, can he get back to what he did in 2019 where he wasn't just hitting every single ball out of the park? It was okay, let's just continue to build my innings and then make it. I thought his World Cup was probably the best I've ever seen him play. And then after that, the onslaught of injuries just kind of tapered him down. And I haven't seen him get back to that kind of a form as of yet. So I don't know if he's going to be able to do what he does with the ball. 
I'm not sure what he can do with the bat. So for Gujarat, you're really uh, playing with fire with Hardik Pandya. Yeah, we, we haven't really seen the best of Hardik Pandya in quite some time now. And Gujarat, they'll be really hoping that Hardik Pandya is fit again. Because, you see, before, before his injuries, with the ball, he was such a key asset. And with the bat, we all know the power hitting he has, the shots he possesses. So Gujarat, for them, they really want their captain to be fit and ready for this IPO. Yeah, they're going to need him to be again. When you talk about your top four, you talk about Jason Roy, who's a 2030 guy, Shubman Gill, when he's on, he's on. When he's off, he does. He didn't really have a great second half to his IPL last year. David Miller can give you some consistency. And then Vijay Shankar is just, you don't know what you're getting. You're going to need your skipper to be on to have any chance at competing. And then your wicket keeper <laughs> looks to be Riddham Saha. I uh, have him sitting at number six. Yeah, Riddham Saha. I mean, you, you need a wicket keeper. The only other option is that you've got Matthew Wade at the top, but then Jason Roy, I mean, you've got to have him there, right? So the, the only other option, I mean, you could see there is Matthew Wade coming in in place of Jason Roy, but Roy, he's just got to play. He's too good of a player to just be sitting on the bench. So I guess you do have Ritter and Saha there in your finisher's role. Yeah, it's, it's a bad place to be. Ask the Sunrisers how they, well, they had they had to play Ritter and Saha at times because they couldn't play Johnny Bairstow. And it's just not a great place to be. Look, He's a good keeper, but as a T20 batsman, I have no confidence in him really to give me much of a match-winning angle. And if you, the problem is it's your only other wicket-keeping option is Matthew Wade, an overseas player, which means you're going to have to move one of these bowlers or batsmen and try to monkey it around. You don't have any domestic keepers outside of Rhythm Saha who can make an impact, which is it's just unfortunate. And I, I just think it was a really poor option uh, to come out with only that. Yeah, and I think this this might actually end up as a similar situation as what happened to KKR, um, which I don't think it was last year. I think it might have been 2020, where they had Owen Morgan, Andre Russell, Sunil Narayan, yep. Pat Cummins, Lockie Ferguson, and Shakib Al-Hassan. Yeah. Six quality overseas players you have, and only four slots. So as I said, just monkeying around, jumping around, who's batting where, who's coming in where. Um, talk so about even Sunrisers might... last year, right? We we can talk about how you got Johnny Bairstow, Jason Roy, Kane Williamson, Rashid Khan, uh, Jason Holder. You just keep adding the names and names and names. Yeah, they're quality players, but you can only play four of them. And if you don't have any domestic circuit guys on your side, you're not going to have any success. Yeah, and it's it's really, you do have those overseas players, but it's the Indian players who you really need. I mean, seven out of 11 of your guys have got to be those Indian players, right? So you really do need to have some, pick some good Indian players, which I don't think Gujarat Titans, they haven't really, ha- haven't really done that. They haven't really picked enough quality Indian players in their side. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's not a good look for the start. Uh, and the top six just don't really inspire much confidence. Uh, sitting at seven and eight, I have uh, Rahul Tawatia and then Rashid Khan would be my seven and eight. You could flip that around either way you wanted to. Um, I think Tawatia maybe is a better bat than Rashid Khan, but uh, Rashid Khan is the best leg spinner, at least in T20 cricket in the world. Wicked taking, economical, everything that you could look for. And Tawatia, you know, at some point he can give you an innings here and there. So he's someone that you probably have to play again. You don't have many options and he feels like the best option available. Yeah, Tewatia and um, Rashid Khan, those were the two I had as well at seven and eight. Um, and Rahul Tewatia, we saw for the Royals, right? He played a couple of good innings, some power hitting there. 
Um, he hits a lot of shots. And then Rashad Khan as well. He can swing his bat around, do a bit more than that, actually. And then with the ball, you know, just amazing. Those variations between his leg breaks, between his googlies, bamboozling batsmen. It's just great to watch him play. Bamboozling umpires as well. You know, that just, it makes it very difficult for anybody. But then to round out with my bowlers, I have uh, Sai Kishur, Lockie Ferguson, and Mohamed Shami as the final three on my 11. Yeah, so I also had Lockie Ferguson and Mohamed Shami. And now for me, it was, do you want to play that younger player in Sai Kishore? Or do you want to go in with someone a bit more experienced in Giant Yadav? Now, Giant Yadav, not really a great T20 player. Um, but I do feel between those two, it, it was a question. And knowing that you've got experience in your bowling attack with the likes of Rashid Khan, Lockie Ferguson, Mohamed Shami, I went in with that younger player as well. So Sai Kishore there and... I think we've got 11 out of 11 on this one as well. Yeah, absolutely. we did get 11 out of 11. And it's I don't think it's because that our minds are thinking alike. It's because you don't have many options to have, right? There's really not much that you could have done with this 11. You knew they were going to need a second spinner, especially if you're going to play in Ahmedabad. And uh, Kishore, I think, I know Jayanti Adav took a lot of wickets, but in T20 just hasn't really proven to be that guy. Kishore brings a little bit higher upside and again, slows it down. Left-handed can spin it the opposite way. Uh, spins it the same way as Rashid Khan, but Rashid Khan seems to be bowling more googlies than uh, actual leg breaks these days. So seems to be bowling opposite of him. I think that he, again, I don't think Jayanti Alves is going to be a huge contributor with the white ball. So I think Kishore, again, more upside, younger. And with this experience lineup, you feel okay giving a youngster a chance. Yeah, 100% agree with you there. And if, if we had some more younger players maybe in the bowling lineup, then I might have been more tempted to go in with Giant other. But since you have this experience packed in your bowling lineup, you can play Sai Kishore there in the side. Absolutely. Uh, and while I might have not been very happy with the Gujarat Titans auction, the Lucknow auction to me was probably the best auction of the, of the two days because I, I was really impressed. As coming out of day one, I'm saying this is the best side. And out of day two, they didn't do a lot, but I thought they did just enough to keep themselves relevant. Give me your opening pair here. And again, there's only two options, uh, Jay, so don't mess this one up. KL Rahul, Quinton Dikaka. I'm hoping you have the same there. <laughs> How can you mess it up? You got an Indian opener with Quinton Dikaka, just like you had with uh, the Mumbai Indians. You do the same thing here uh, with the Lucknow Super Giants. Both guys, you know, going to be good at the top of the order. Both and they they play again very similar. Kerala kind of similar to Rohit Sharma starts off a little bit slower and then can really pick things up. So I think that's a match made in heaven. Yeah, Dikak, Kerala Rahul. It'll be interesting to see who gets the gloves. I think it will be Quinton Dikak there yeah. as that wicket keeper, but Kerala Rahul as well. Um, he's a good fielder, and I feel Rahul is really a keeper when you don't have anyone else in the side. Yeah, absolutely. So Quinton Dikak with the gloves, Kerala Rahul. At the top. Um, and now moving into the middle order at three, I played Manish Pandey. And at four, I went in with Mandan Bora. Interesting. So um, at three, I went with Manish Pandey as well. I thought he, again, he's a guy who can anchor, can pick it up, can do a lot of different things. So very versatile. Um, and then at five, I went with Marcus Stoinis. Um, I think that, you know, when you saw him play at Delhi, uh, you saw him play anywhere from the one down spot to the number six. And he really gives you 
that kind of option. I, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I'm pretty sure you have Marcus Stoinis in your 11 somewhere, just maybe not sitting at number four like I do. But uh, for me, I just think at four, you again, he might not bat at four every time, but I think his spot will probably be at four just because, again, he can come in, can come in and blast. And then with the ball, of course, gives you something, uh, gives you everything at there at number four. Yeah, so for me, Marcus Stoinis has got to be there. Uh, I played a bit more of a finisher's role, more of what he did for the Delhi Capitals. So I played him at number five. Um, so that's where I had Marcus Stoinis. And then um, I had Deepak Hudda at six and Jason Holder at seven. So I had Deepak Hudda at five. And then I had Grunal Pandya at six. And then I had Jason Holder at seven. So I went with basically four <laughs> all-rounders to come in. And I know that's a little bit risky, but it gives you those bowling options. I think all, and to me, I was looking at it, I knew three of them I had to play in Stoinis, Grinnell, Pandya, and Jason Holder. And just the confidence people have been having in Deepak Hudda, especially as of late, they like what they're seeing. And I think, honestly, Hudda could come in at four, maybe. Uh, and then Stoinis comes in at five. I think you could flip that one around as well. But I went with those four just because I thought I got a lot of uh, versatility. I could do a lot of different things. I could put up Grinnell, Pandya if there's a situation. I just need someone to kind of steady it out. I can go Grinnell, Pandya at four. And I, I can just throw it around. And then with the ball... I got four quality options with the ball. Deepu Kudda might be the l- less quality of all of them, but I got three real quality, and then Deepu Kudda can come in and give me an over here and there with those four. So um, I think that's great. And I actually also went in with four all-rounders. I have Kronal Panda in the side, but I have him at number eight. And okay. then um, after that, finished off with Mark Wood, Avesh Khan, and Ravi Bishnoi. And the one name which I think... You have in the side in place of uh, Mandan Bora is Krishnaba Gautam. If I'm yeah, not that wrong. is the one. Yeah, I put I put Gautam in there uh, as the bowling option. Um, and again, I could see going either way because you don't need the extra bowling option and Gautam. But people have just been so high on him, and he's performed pretty well uh, over the past couple of years. And you feel he's just he, you're waiting for him to kind of break out. And I think this is the side that he could do it with because there's not going to be a lot of pressure. And if he becomes expensive, boom, I have, you know, like eight other options I can go with here uh, because you do, or seven other options because you have Avish Khan, Mark Wood, and Ravi Bishnoi, and then the four other all-rounders. But I could definitely see them going in another batsman direction just because you have all the options. Yeah, so so for me, I was looking of how I could fit Krishna Bhagavatam into the side because it's someone who I would love to see perform. But when you've got Manan Bora, who I think, can really do well for this Lucknow Supergiant side. Um, I feel that since you have the bowling options with, of course, your five bowlers and then Hoda and Stoinis, your seven bowling options, it, it felt like you don't really need an extra bowling option. You don't really need that eighth option. So that's why I decided to go more in with Mandan Bora and leave Krishna Bhagavatam out of this side. But in case of injury, Krishna has got to be the 12th man. Yeah, got to be the 12th man for sure. And again, I, I could see them going with either direction because, again, you have the plenty of bowlers. And with the bat, you know, if you want that extra option, someone who goes at a 130 strike rate in the IPL since 2013. So he's not shy of coming in around four or five and kind of blasting the ball away. I just thought Gautam someone that has been back for a long time. And I just I couldn't see uh, someone really not backing him, uh, especially if they go out and pick him as a new side. But again, Vodar gives you a lot of a really good option to sit there in the middle order and, cut, and is very versatile as well. Yeah, and unlike the last two teams we've seen, Gujarat and Hyderabad, <laughs> this team, finally, a, a good change there, a good auction, an excellent auction, where that number four position 
you've got so many options, right? Manan Bhore, you want to go in with, you want to have Hunda there, you want to have Stoinis there, you want Krishna Bhagavatam there, that finishing role coming in down the order. So excellent side, I think, excellent auction that Lucknow Super Giants have had. And now it'll it'll be great to see what what combination they can put together now with these players. Absolutely. I do want to ask you this. We didn't really discuss this beforehand, but based off this, just on paper, right? Everything changes when you get the balls in your hands and the bats going. But out of this, what, who, would you, who do you think will finish in the top four? You don't have to tell me one, two, three, four, but which four teams do you, would you have the most confidence in if you had to put some money on the line, uh, would you say is going to the top four? Well, Lucknow Super Giants, I think they've got an excellent side with the bowling options as well. And then with their batting lineup, they're, they're someone to consider. Um, I think they, they really have the ability to be there in the top four. Um, otherwise, the Mumbai Indians, I mean, you can't really look too much further from them. They, they've either come up winning the championship or they've been at number five in, in the last few seasons. Right? In 2018, um, 2019, 2021, they've won the last, um, they've won three consecutive, I think, championships. Um, they won, did, did the Mumbai Indians. So an excellent side. Um, and I think they could really be at that, uh, in that top four. So Mumbai Indians and the Super Giants, those are two. Um, now, as, as a third one, we could see Bangalore. Um, RCB, I feel that, They've got a good side. Duplessis an excellent addition um, into this team. And now, out, well, I'm thinking actually, because if, if we have a look at this side, I mean, you've, you've, got, you've got a couple of teams which have just ruled out. Yeah. Which, um, Sunrisers, uh, good job to get them out of there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now, now looking at the side, um, KKR, Delhi Capitals, Delhi, I think Del- Delhi, I feel, have a really good side. They might actually top RCB. They might come in place of RCB. Um, you've got KKR in the mix of things as well. I think they're looking as a much better side. CSK is a team which I personally would never rule out. I mean, yeah, you, you, <laughs> you, look, you look at CSK, they could have the worst team on paper. And then once they come out to play, you're like... Uh, who is these teams? Who who's that young player performing so well? Um, who's who's that forty-year-old um, there hitting massive sixes out of the town? <laughs> um, so the CSK team you can never rule out. But I think having having a look at this, um, I'd go in with Mumbai, Delhi, KKR, and then one of. Lucknow, Chennai, and Bangalore. What about so, you? So for me, uh, to me, Lucknow, I think is a lock in my top four. I just, I, I, I feel they, 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 they compiled such a great team. Um, I really like what they did. Um, I have two kind of wild cards in here, and it's Punjab and Rajasthan. I think they both did really well in the auction. I just think Rajasthan's downfall is going to be that I don't know what that top three is going to be like, uh, how they're going to perform if, just if Vijay Spall does well, just Bhattacal back up a good year. I'm just a little bit concerned about that kind of aspect of it. So I, I'm going to have luck now in there. Punjab looks to me to be a side that I would really want to consider. If Mumbai have Jafar Archer, absolutely they're in my top four. But without Jafar, I don't think that side is they, – they, of course, could be there. But to me, just looking at it on paper, I don't see them as that side without Jafar Archer. 
Uh, CSK, like you said, you can never rule them out. There's just something about it. They just make plays. And you think this guy's lost. How is Sudesh Rana making a difference? Well, he's making a difference for CSK, no matter what it is. And um, that's a side that you can't not consider. Uh, the Diddley Capitals, I thought, did really well in their auction as well, getting a lot of guys. And they're looking at maybe one or two holes. Um, and then with RCB, I'm just shaky on RCB. I don't know. I just, I can never fully commit to RCB. I, I have an issue. It's like, you know, one of these, uh, you know, one, some people who just can't commit to a partner. And that's just what it is. They just, I just can't commit to RCB. So for me, my top four, I'd have Lucknow in there. I'd have Delhi in there. I'd put Punjab in there. And then, uh, and I'm, now I'm struggling with KKR and CSK. And I think just off experience alone, I'm going to go CSK, but I could see really KKR, Mumbai, um, and RCB kind of fighting for that number five spot. And they could, I think all three could really make a push for number uh, number four. Yeah, I think that it will be interesting to see which side comes in because after this mega auction, there are quite a few teams who've had an excellent auction. And so it'll, it'll be interesting to see who comes in. Now, the thing about the Mumbai Indians is that if if you don't if you have Jofra Archer, then you know they'll be set. They will be there. But without Jofra Archer, the question would then become, uh, how how good would your middle order even look to be then? Yeah. Because questions would also be raised on that, right? So we we talked about Deval Bruce, we talked about Anmol Preet Singh, Kyron Pollard, Tim David, but Tim David, Anmol Preet Singh, Deval Bruce, you know, not too reliable. As of now, at least, I feel, um, especially at this IPL level. Uh, but then we look at Kyron Pollard there, an experienced head, but he's also coming towards the end of his career as we spoke. So the Mumbai Indians, if they've got Jofra Archer, then I think they've got an excellent chance. But without Jofra, if he's not there, then I might actually go on and replace Mumbai with one of Lucknow or Chennai. Mm. Um, and then in that case, the toss-up then becomes between the, the remaining side, between Lucknow and Chennai, and then either it's RCB or MI, depending on how that middle order shapes up for them in Mumbai Indians. Yeah, like always, it's going to be a fun IPL year. Uh, I mean, we could sit here for the next three hours talking about it, but we have spent an hour and a half of our people's time. So we, I definitely appreciate you guys. I know Jay does as well. Make sure you follow, you know, both the respective things. Jay Hans does so many great things. The kid's only 14, right? He's turned 15 yeah. yet or no? Uh, 14, but I mean, yourself as well. Still in college? First yeah, year. but man, at 14, I couldn't imagine doing what you're doing. This is unbelievable. 14 years old and he's just, he's out here in the big leagues. It's kind of unbelievable. At 18 to have commentated at the international level. <laughs> I mean, you you can't you can't tell yourself short. <laughs> well, it was definitely my pleasure having you here, uh, being on with you. This is going on on both places. Crick Talk with JL Hunt. You can make make sure you catch that on YouTube and make sure you follow his Instagram. Make some great videos and oh, follow him on Twitter. His Twitter updates are great. I love his Twitter updates. I make sure those notifications are on. I don't log on to Twitter often. I'm sure you know that, but whenever I see a tweet, I got I got to check out Jay's tweet. I'm on Patel Sports News as well for for all the sports fans here. I mean, I'm I'm mainly just about cricket, but like behind you, you can see some football there <laughs> uh, with Aman. So for all of that, not just cricket but American sports, I think Aman Patel Sports News, APSN, it, it really is the place to go.
All right, man. Thank you so much for uh, hopping on. Thank you so much for having me on. And I can't wait to talk to you during the minor league and hopefully sooner than that. Yeah, it was it was great to talk to you about the IPL and yeah, thank you.